0: These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. The Prime Minister was confronted by an angry pensioner when he dropped into the Edgeworth Tavern this week during a flying visit to the Hunter. Scott Morrison pulled beers and posed for selfies with several patrons, but he copped a spray when he was confronted by a man demanding to know why his pension was being affected by compensation payments. You treat a disability pensioner that's worked all his life, paid his taxes, now he's getting taxed again. This is... uh This is what you said when you got elected last time. We're going to help all those people that worked all their lives, paid their taxes, and those that have a go will get a go. Well, I've had a go, mate. Stockton Beach was again slammed and stripped of sand by huge tides over the weekend, prompting calls for the state government to speed up its efforts to remediate the shoreline. It's believed waves breaking at Stockton on Saturday morning could have reached heights of around 15 feet. Some streets were also covered with water and debris. The Electoral Commission said it will cover the cost of a second Singleton election, as well as candidates' election campaigns after a glitch in online voting bungled the December election. Residents in Kempsey and one ward in Shell Harbour will also have to head back to the polls, with discussion centering on a date in late July. Singleton Mayor Sue Moore's position is safe, but Deputy Mayor Tony Jarrett will have to challenge the election again. He said the financial commitment is a relief, but it won't cover the emotional costs for candidates. No one knows if they're going to get re elected against that again, and, and also on their families because. Local government, local councillors don't have the, the backup or the resources that major political parties have. So they're going to rely on family and friends and so on to man the polling booths and who the, the letter drops and so on. So it's a great impost on them. And I, I felt sorry for every person that's putting their hand up. Over 65s and other vulnerable groups in the Hunter are now able to grab their fourth COVID vaccine if it's been four months since their first booster but there's concern the uptake of the third shot is still low at just over 60% of the eligible population across New South Wales. We're also being encouraged to grab the flu jab ahead of winter. Newcastle's bus fleet is going green as part of a plan to introduce electric-powered buses in the city Three zero-emission buses will join Newcastle Transport in coming months for the first time the technology has been introduced outside of Sydney. It's part of a plan to replace 8,000 buses across New South Wales. Transport Minister David Elliott said it's not only a more sustainable option, but better for commuters and pedestrians too. Uh, They are very, very low uh, noise um, emitters, uh, and of course what we also see uh, is uh, the ability for those that uh, in the hunter particularly that love their al fresco dining outside uh, won't be burdened by uh, buses driving past particularly if they're stagnant um, near uh, near these outdoor dining areas. so it's a win-win. Meanwhile, Transport for New South Wales told Newcastle Council it still hasn't settled on where to put a light rail extension. It means a $110 million apartment development on Hunter Street is likely to move forward at Dairy Farmers Corner, despite proposed tram routes crossing the property toward Tudor Street. If the development does go ahead, the only route remaining would be to follow the train line to Selma Street and from there follow Gordon Avenue. Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe said the department's indecision is costing the community. Look, I'm very disappointed. I mean, the latest response from Transport for New South Wales is an absolute cop-out. Transport told me three months ago they were aware of the issues around development applications and the need to actually preserve the corridor. But when push comes to shove, they throw their hands up in the air. And the federal government committed almost $270 million to fund the Musselbrook bypass on the New England Highway. The state government will meet them with another $67 million for an 80-20 funding split. The project is set to get started early next year and wrap up by late 2027. To NURFM Sport. And in sport this week, the Knights picked up their third straight loss of the season after going down 30-6 against arch-rivals Manly at McDonald Jones Stadium on Thursday night. Skipper Kalen Ponga, Dominic Young and Jerome Moseo all left the field in the first half after picking up injuries. Ponga returned after the break to score the club's only try of the match before the Seagulls sealed the win with three tries in the final 15 minutes. Coach Adam O'Brien said the effort the players put into the game doesn't make up for the penalties and errors they gave away. Cricket player Sam Webber called it a day on his over 20-year career in Newcastle. The left-hand bat and right-arm paceman rates among the finest all-rounders in Newcastle District Cricket Association history. Webber scored over 6,000 first-grade runs and took 656 wickets over his career. And the Jets will regroup after their disappointing 2-0 loss to Brisbane Raw. Missing regular starters Daniel Pena and Olivier Boumel, the Jets struggle to pose a threat in attack. And now you're up to date with the week's top stories from 2NURFM Hunter News.